Welcome to This Biz Life, the podcast that uncovers the heart of entrepreneurs through their story. I'm your host, Lizzie McCauley, a copywriter and copy coach with a massive soft spot for small business owners and entrepreneurs. I truly believe that storytelling is at the core of building any business and that our unique story is our marketing superpower. Each episode, I'll introduce you to a new business owning legend brave enough to share their story. And maybe, just maybe, you'll be inspired to share yours too. Ready to roll? Let's dive in. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. This is what? Episode five. Wow, that's gone quick. I am, oh, this is This Biz Life. Oh, I nearly forgot the title of my own podcast. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. My name is Lizzie McCauley. I am your happy little host. I am a copywriter and copy coach, and I help small business owners and entrepreneurs to turn their words into money, which is just so much fun. Today, I have uh, a local pal uh, joining me who also happens to be in marketing, only much more experienced, much better at it than me. <laughs> but, but he's our first gentleman guest as well. We've never had have never had a bloke on yet, so that's an extra extra bonus is to have some have some dudes around the mix as well. <laughs> so this is Josh Rimmington. Uh, Josh is an entrepreneur or dadpreneur if you go by his Instagram handle who has experienced all the highs and lows over the last 15 plus years both professionally and personally. He lives on the Fraser Coast in Queensland Australia with his wife of 16 years. 16. Oh and his two sons. For the last 10 years, Josh's focus has been on helping other businesses get found online through his marketing agency, JR Marketing Group. He regularly speaks at events, hosts a couple of podcasts, and has even published a kid's book. Josh, my goodness, what a CV. Welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me. Hey, gosh, I need to get my hands on the kid's book, please. Where can we find that? Uh, it's on all the online sites. It is on some at some physical outlets and stuff. Nice. When you can find those sorts of stores now, um, <laughs> otherwise hit me up, and I always have some copies around as well. <laughs> you say, see me, I'm a published author. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty flash thing to be able to say. Like, I know you are a. I would call you if it's okay to do so. I would call you a multi passionate entrepreneur. You seem to have a, a lot of different avenues that you excel at. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, definitely. Um, I always like to um, do quite a few things. I like to to keep busy and everything else. I think yeah. a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs are like that. But yeah, I always like to be testing myself as well. So um, trying new waters and and seeing what else I can do. So things like the kids' book. Um, I trained and had a a Muay Thai fight. Um, yeah, my podcast and everything else have all been things that have been things that have been in my head. But then I was like, no, I just need to do them. So it's been about <laughs> taking it out there. Yeah, my goodness, so. it's so cool, man! Like I, I haven't met too many people who have pursued such varied interests to such a high level because you seem to whatever you pursue and this is obviously from the outside in whatever you pursue you seem to take it to quite a high level of like standard I'd say and and level of success which is fabulous to watch especially when we're sort of operating out of regional Queensland um, which isn't necessarily known for its cosmopolitan value (laughs) is it (laughs) yeah definitely so it's it's 
especially starting businesses and and doing stuff online it's always been my belief that um you sort of have to act a bit bigger than you are a lot of the times when you're starting and all that and that's a lot of the times being a bit more professional than you probably are when you're sort of working from home and things like that so your stuff like your brand and your copy and things like that always just had to be really good so that you could be standing out so that you could be competing with the 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 big players and the stuff like because my background's in SEO so I knew that I could get rankings and things like that but that's only half the battle if someone goes to your website and they go oh yeah well this is just a a little guy and everything else I don't want to sort of give them my money so being able to actually look a bit bigger than you are as well in the early days was always a a big thing so that people yeah absolutely would you trust you a bit more yeah is that is that almost a fake it till you make it it it, it very much is um (laughs) it was something that a lot of the sales guys when I first started doing sales and things like was always about being a bit of that chameleon and and fake it till you make it type thing um being able to bit blend in with those those people that you want to sort of be so yeah well, that's it, was... it. yeah uh, there's a mentor of mine and I'm it sounds like you, you're already in this space but I'm working on it of, of sort of you you need to she she says that you need to kind of behave as the entrepreneur you want to be rather than yeah. the entrepreneur you are is that the way you see it yeah definitely so yeah you sort of have to if there's a life that you want to be living, you sort of have to be actually doing those things and you have to be associating with those type of people and, and sort of doing the things that you know that those people do rather than you can't sort of get to that level still acting like you were when you were sort of at a lower level type thing. So you sort of have to start doing the things and acting the way that you are already at that level so that you can get to that level. Ooh, it's scary, but it's yeah. worth it, right? It did did you ever find that you're a bit like, oh, this is um, I'm not sure, or do you, you did you just come out with you've got this innate confidence, or you? No, um, I've I've always um had that nervousness, that anxiety, and everything else. So, yeah. um, I think we all go through that a bit of that imposter syndrome of yeah. we don't belong where we are. Sure. Um, yeah. but I think the more that you do stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the confidence starts to come as well. So you start to get that confidence of of being able to, to do things, um, feel that you belong a bit more Yeah. Um, because sometimes you're sort of in that and you feel like, okay, well, I don't belong here. Um, everyone's better than me or or yeah. everything else or they're at a higher level than me. Um, so, yeah, actually starting to feel like you belong a bit more. And I think that's a lot of that is that mental side of it and actually the way you think and everything else because I think, we all go through that type of imposter syndrome and everything else. And we all feel like we, we probably someone else is bigger and better than us. And we can't sort of get to that level. Um, Unless but, you're a dreadful sociopath, in which case, good luck to you as well. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I'm sure there's people that are, are like that and everything else. But generally, yeah, a lot of us are those more of those yeah. empaths that um, have a lot of feelings and care about what we do and everything else. So Definitely, especially uh, us so, creative types. We're not yeah. like we kind of need to be salespeople, but it, yeah. it's not necessarily our, our default setting to be like, yeah, I'm good. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I often joke, joke, I actually started in sales, but then because I do marketing now, I often joke that um, marketing is for the introverted salespeople because ah, we're, ah. Sort of, we're sort of behind the scenes a bit more. We don't have to be in the thing. But saying that, I still do all the sales and, and the fronting of for my business and all that. Yeah. So I really, really can't say that I, I don't 
get no, out there. It's but probably it re- practice, yeah. Yeah, it really is the sort of thing. And it's probably why I like the, the marketing side a bit as well. You're doing a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff without having to always be in your face and, and everything else. You want this seriously. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Josh, obviously we're still sort of the first episode hasn't yet been released, so you haven't necessarily heard what this is all about. Essentially what I do each week is I ask my fabulous guests five questions in the hopes that I get, you know, a wide variety of answers and that the people at home or wherever they are who are listening start to think about what their answers might be as well, especially so they can embed the story into their marketing if they possibly can. Because as I said in the intro, like I really, really believe that if we can understand our life story, that kind of impacts our brand story. And then we can start to tell that, connect better with our audience and market more effectively to the people we want to pay us. (laughs) (laughs) So shall we dive in? Sounds good. Let's do it. Okay. So let's just start. I'll give you a softball question to start with. An easy one is just what's your story? Tell me about yourself. Cool. So I'll I'll probably start it after high school. I always thought I wanted to go into something around the sales side of mm. business. So I enjoyed, even, even as a young kid and everything else, I was always buying and selling things. I was into basketball cards. I had a family friend that had a car yard at one stage and I sold some cars for him when I was like 12 years old and things nice. like that. So I always liked that, the transactional or buying and selling and seeing why people actually what makes people tick and what makes people want to buy something. So I always thought I'd go into sales. Um, the initial straight out of high school was straight into retail, doing a bit of things around that. And then while I was doing that, I was starting to learn eBay. So I was starting to learn that the, the online one. And this was the really early days of um, eBay. We obviously didn't have any social media back then. We didn't have any of that. So this is 21 years ago. Well, um, is that, no, eBay hasn't yeah. been around that long. Yeah. So no. it's been around, been around for 23 years now, oh, I think. No. <laughs> so it's um, so really, really early days mm. um, in Australia um, as well. Australia was very much behind the stuff. So I was learning a lot of that stuff. And then from that, I was start wanting to start learning, okay, how do I actually have a website that actually starts to sell and do those things? Um, so I was starting to learn the, the e-commerce side of it as well. And it was really a learning experience because no one was really doing it much in Australia. Like e-commerce sites really hadn't kicked off. So it was very much learning and I had to learn why, how I basically could get people to a website and how I could get traffic and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I was starting to learn those marketing techniques that I'm doing today Mm -hmm. in the early days, but it was very different because obviously we didn't have as many platforms. We, we basically, we had Google, (laughs) <laughs> so Google had kicked off um, and it was still the early days of Google. Google was a lot easier to to um, basically work with back then because yeah. the algorithm was very much designed around links and things like that sure. versus words. So you could basically get a website ranking just based off, off what backlinks it had and everything else, nothing to do with actually was on the website and things like that. <laughs> so you could, so I you would could, have been out, in a, out of a job 20 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> so you could very much manipulate the system and all that. But the big thing was that no one really understood the stood it either. So when you basically would tell someone, okay, you you get websites ranked on Google, they'd say, oh, isn't that just like um, the white pages where they just go by alphabetical order and things like that? <laughs> and you sort of had to explain it and and things like that and 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 show them. So for a while, like I I had um, my work 
personal website ranked for like the coolest guy in Australia and things like that, <laughs> just so that I, I could say to people, oh, Google coolest guy in Australia and see what comes up. <laughs> so and, awesome. and then basically explain to them, okay, that's what I do. That's how I can do it. So I spent probably eight years doing e-commerce sites. And at first I probably didn't want to go into business for myself, but what happened was I was actually doing sales for a company and I suggested that they go online and, and, and start selling their products online. And they said, Oh no, it's, it's ah, not for us. Never people, gonna happen. <laughs> people aren't going to spend thousands of dollars and give over their credit card and buy products online and things like that. But they did say, oh, we're happy for you to explore it yourself and do it on your on your side. Um, so I actually set up a site, set up an e-commerce site, selling some products, and we did six figures in our first month. So Ooh. we did over, over 100K in our first month. So it was very much a roller coaster ride of it took off straight away. So yeah. it wasn't very much, it wasn't like where people going, how do I make my first dollar online? Yeah. Um, we, it took off straight oh, away. No. Um, because and what did your bosses think of that? Did they go, damn it? <laughs> at first they were just like oh okay yeah it must be just a phase it must be just something um I quit my job after a few weeks because obviously <laughs> it was busy enough and I had enough to to be able to just go off and do my stuff like people say oh how do you know to get rid of a side hustle a, a job and go to, to actually do your side hustle full-time and I'm like oh well I didn't really had a choice the buddy was there the time I needed the the extra time to be able to fulfill everything and do things so it to me it was a no-brainer and sort of had to go into it straight away so um that store still exists it does under a a different name so it was um it was purchased by one of the main suppliers and they've run it under their business now and these were suppliers that actually at the time were were saying that they didn't want to deal with online business as well they were to do they um they called us non-traditional business um and everything else and a lot of these companies now most of their business is done online. So it's it's very much. So I spent a lot of years um, working with e-commerce on different e-commerce sites, had a lot of success, eventually had a, a big failure, had one of my companies to- totally basically go broke. Oh, no. um, it was around the time when, when the world, we had one of the recessions and everything sure. else. And I had sort of overcommitted to a lot of things, made some mistakes. I was still young at the time and everything yeah. else and thought I was in, invincible. I um, mean, but young man doesn't think they're invincible though. You're yeah, not alone so, at least, Josh. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and I'd had a, a lot of years of, of a lot of highs. So I sort of was sort of feeling a bit bulletproof and everything else. Right. Um, mm. And yeah, as I said, I probably made, made, made a lot of mistakes along those ways because I was learning. I, I really didn't know what I was doing at the time. I, I, there was no blueprint for, for how we were doing business at the time. It was all new. Yeah, it was sort of trying to make the best decisions at the time. So, yeah, after that, I, I, I probably fought about going and get a job. I had some skills in, in marketing and sales oh, and everything else. But dude, um, imagine if you had, how how unfulfilled would you have been given, yeah. like, you've clearly got this innate ability to, like, do entrepreneurial things unbelievably well. Like, I, I can't imagine you working for somebody else. Yeah, and, and, and it was probably only a very short period of time. It just so happened that it was when my, my boys had, were very young and everything else. So I was lucky enough to spend some time at home anyway with them. My wife wanted to go back to, to work. She's in education. So she wanted to, to start going back to work anyway. So I was spending some time at home with the boys. So I had a bit of time to think about it and work it out. And the phone started ringing of people wanting to know how they could rank their websites online because they had seen me do it over the 
the years before it. Coolest so, guy in Australia, right here. <laughs> so. So I started helping a few people. So I, I just started basically consulting, helping a few people. And from there, it's just basically led to what I'm doing today is is working with businesses around Australia and New Zealand to yeah help them with their marketing. And yeah, it's it's sort of been a, a big journey. I was probably a bit gun, gun, gun shy for a bit while because um, obviously I, I'd sort of come off what I considered a big failure and everything else. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, I, I don't want to jump in too big. I just want to do some consulting, do my own stuff. So I was sort of keeping it small, keeping it everything else. But then I got to a point where I wanted to help more people and, gotcha. it, and I was very limited with how many people I could help if it was just sort of me doing what I was doing. Sure. Um, so then I started hiring getting getting a bit more of a team around me and yeah it was sort of built from there been sort of a a very natural build yeah um but saying that six years ago it was just me and now I've got a team of 15 in an office (laughs) so it's it's sort of for some it's it's probably fast and some it's it's slow that's fast but it yeah it's it's very much um been around sort of building as we needed as well so not go crazy not go the thing we still don't we don't actively out there selling ourselves and everything else so so i haven't built the same way one of the things was if i was under doing agency i was seeing a lot of these agencies that were very focused on sales but not actually focused on getting the results and actually delivering for their clients um and i didn't want to be like that so i was getting a lot of calls from people saying oh we've got this agency that we're paying these monies, mm. but we don't know what they're doing. We don't know yeah. all these things. So I didn't want to be like these agencies that weren't actually delivering, weren't getting the results. Yeah. I wanted to focus on the results yeah. and then the sales and everything else, they, that would follow if we got the results. And, and we've kept it that way. Any of the hires that I've hired have all been around um, delivering those results yeah. and not around sales or marketing or anything else and sort of building the business. It's all about sort of, building around what our clients need and how we can sort of service them. For sure. Um, I mean, yeah. that's what your rep, that's what reputations are built on is, is, is delivering results rather than what an excellent sales process <laughs> they had. I really enjoyed that. And then yeah. they abandoned me and I'm fine with that. Like that's not usually how it goes. Yeah. And, and that's what we see from a lot of agencies is, is like they, they have these great salespeople and all that, and they they promise them the world and everything else, and then they say, "Oh, now we'll hand you over to old mate over here that'll that'll help you." And then that person leaves a couple of weeks later, and they hand them to someone else, and they mm. in a, within a few months they don't know what's happening, um, and they don't know the process or what results they're getting or anything else. They're just mm. locked into a contract and and sort of paying the money. So yeah, it's it's I didn't want to be like that, so I sort of built it the way that I wanted to build it nice. um, and kept to kept to sort of our guns on making sure that we're getting those results and we're delivering. Obviously it doesn't always go to plan and everything else, but as long as we sort of stick to it and we always try and do our best and, and do yeah. it, then the majority of the time it will continue it. Um, I'm still working with clients that I started with 10 years ago. So, and that's nice. one of the biggest things for me is that we don't, churn and burn clients we're not that sort of place um we're looking at building those long-term relationships with clients and and sort of helping them grow long term if we grow they grow and everything else it's mutually beneficial right it is yeah Yeah. i can see this it's like you've just flung a whole lot of things like wait oh i want to oh i got things to say (laughs) i want to ask questions i think that's that's something 
I think the key thing that I picked up from that, Josh, is how important it is to stay true to your own values as a business owner, because it's really, really easy sort of look around and see what other people are doing. Oh shit, I got to do it like that because they're, they're, they're winning, they're succeeding. And kind of the two messages I I get out of that. and, And what I try and teach through, through my business is, you know, firstly, just because they say they're doing well, doesn't mean they're doing well. And secondly, just because they're doing it that way, doesn't mean that that's the way that you should do it. You got carved your own path, right? Especially as an entrepreneur. Yeah, I see it all the time with um, people come to me and say, oh, the, the place down the road's marketing and doing this. Can we do that too? And I'm like, well, that, that's the thing. How do you know that's working for them? Um, that might be marketing that's good for them and it might not be work good for you. So yeah. you need to work out a, a plan and, and strategy that works for you and actually aligns with your values and, and how you do things, not someone else to stay in your own lane and <laughs> let them do things people yeah. sometimes focus too much on what other things are and if you're focusing on all the time on what everyone else is doing you're not going to be sort of pushing forward in your own sort of journey and everything else you're going to be sort of looking around and and stopping and trying to be like everyone else totally and do you know what I bet the people who take their blinkers off and try and follow someone else's path end up not enjoying the experience of creating their yep. business because yep. it's like, oh, this doesn't feel right. This isn't me. And I'm sure even you maybe at some point has tried stuff that doesn't align with you. And yep. the real strength seems to be in bringing it back to recognizing that it doesn't align with you and your values and your path and going, all right, what can we do differently? Yeah, definitely. And I've had two certain times I've probably put myself in positions where it definitely didn't align with me. And then there's other times where there was an event I got asked to speak at and they basically said to me, oh, we want you to be like a Tony Robbins. We want you to be jumping up and down. We want you to clap your hands, do all this sort of thing. And I eventually said, no, I don't want to speak at the event. Sorry. And, And they said, why? And I said, it's not me. It's no. not, it doesn't feel right. It's not who I am. No. I said, I don't even feel natural when I'm at those events and, and they're <laughs> jumping up and down and doing all that thing. It doesn't feel comfortable to, to who oh. I am. So it's, I'm not going to put myself in that position and try and pretend to be someone that I'm not just to align with obviously what you feel that (laughs) your event sort of wants to be I said it's just a mismatch though and and see this is this is something that I tell all my members all the time my clients all the time is just because somebody doesn't align with you doesn't mean that you're the problem either like your way is fine and you will find your people through that way but that doesn't mean that you have to be a performing monkey or jump through hoops or do anything any other way and if you repel people that's probably quite a good thing really because you don't want to work with absolutely everybody or appeal to everybody right yeah a lot of people think that everyone's a customer and they need to try and get everyone as a customer and everything else but you're actually probably better off being a bit more specific on who you actually want as a as a customer and actually have those values that actually might repel people and everything else because you're going to get better um, people in the long run um, you're going to attract better people um, yes there's not going to be as many people sort of knocking down your door and everything else but that's probably better in the long run because totally. the people that are 
are going to be better quality. They're going to be people that are are coming to you. You don't have to sort of go knock doors and down and say, "Oh, please <laughs> buy my totally. product or service and everything else." Yeah. They'll you actually don't have come to convince them, you know. Yeah. And you shouldn't have to convince your customers. Like no. you, you want to get your messaging and your branding and everything that whole ecosystem so spot on that they're asking you. They're asking you to be customers rather than you saying, "Oh, you know, you want to really." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't. I'm I'm very much against the being too salesy in, in, in anything I do and everything. A lot of people, even on social media and all that, they're constant sales, 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 sales. And I think it looks desperate. I, like in, in the end, I've, I think it does feel that you are desperate for customers and you need it. Yeah. Whereas if you actually just stick to what you're doing and and actually put out there what you're doing and, and you're doing good stuff, yeah. the people will come to you without you actually having to sort of being that sales thing. I say it to my clients all the time. I said, people love to buy, but they hate to be sold to. Oh yeah. So so <laughs> it's it's the biggest thing is that yeah, people love buying things, <laughs> the thing. But it, as soon as you're advertising or you're selling to them, all of a sudden their their, their guard goes up and they go, "No, I don't want to actually deal with you sure, sure, because sure. you're you're selling to me and you're forcing something upon me." Yeah. Whereas if you basically are putting it out there and they go, "Oh yes, I want to buy that," then yeah. it's that easy transaction. So putting out there your values and putting out who you are and good work is mm. going to sell you in the long run totally couldn't agree more maybe we need to be like a power team of (laughs) good for business owners everywhere (laughs) hey it's funny you say that I like as you're talking uh, I it's it's triggering a memory from um back in the days before I was a professional writer I actually worked for flight center as a as a travel agent and their thing was sell how you want to be sold to and I would always sit there and think in my head I don't like being sold to so I don't know what I'm supposed to do so I yeah that was not a lengthy career because I was I am a terrible like forceful salesperson it's like oh you don't want to book this extra five things that's going to give me more commitment okay cool I don't care (laughs) have your holiday that you want so yeah I I I was not very good at that (laughs) this suits me better I was the same when I first started um people would, would go, oh, this is a script. You have to use this script and this is how you have to sell and everything else. Yeah. I was very much trying to push them through and sell them on something. And I was just like, no, that's not me. <laughs> I'm not doing no, that. It does not feel natural. It's um, if you have to sell that way, then your product's obviously not good enough to the do. So, And then the best sort of sales coaches and, and managers that I've worked with have, have said, let the value of the product or the service actually do the selling for you. Actually just talk about the the product or the service and show the value of actually what it is, show the benefits, show why they do. And that's the same with like marketing is that you, you've, everyone's got a problem mm. that you're trying to solve with marketing. So just talk about how you're actually going to solve their problems. Don't actually try and sell them on, on what they need or you don't have to actually do that. Just actually solve their problems and, yeah. and it'll sell for them. That's it. Because isn't there, I, I see quite a lot of conversation about, you know, if if the conversation turns to price, you've probably not demonstrated value. You've probably lost yeah. them, which is an interesting thought to have. And that's that's where we, I, I spend a lot of time talking about, you know, why we don't discount and why we yeah. demonstrate why we're worth what we're worth, what we're asking for, you know. Yeah. So same idea, I suppose, same, same vein of thought. That's cool. Yeah. Price is an interesting thing because a lot of people 
are afraid to put that price out there and sort of put it on there and they'll sort of mm. keep it and keep it until right at the end and and yeah. sometimes they're they're holding it back to the thing whereas I've always been sort of end of the day oh these are the prices yeah. this is the thing but let's talk about sort of how, like what you actually need first rather than talking about those prices because that package that you're looking at might not be actually suitable for what you need so exactly. um be open about the price. I find being open about price is actually better because if someone is price conscious or anything else, mm. you ha- you haven't hidden the fact of what you charge or anything else. Like yeah. the price is there. Yeah. But you've got that chance first as well if you start that conversation with them to actually talk about their needs and and sort of see if you can help them with their problems and and sort of fill in those sort of gaps that they have in in what they need. Totally. And also, I suppose that if you're if you're the type of business owner who's who's, for instance, taking sales calls or whatever, if you're open about your pricing, that maybe eliminates the uh, the curiosity, you know, the tie yeah. tickets who just want to like have a chat and then go, oh, no, that's too expensive at the end of it. It's kind yeah. of I think it's a time saver, honestly. And and it helps, you know, even if they're perhaps saying, look, that's not the right price point for me, but what else can we do to work together? that yep. they're clearly interested if they're still making that that time to connect with you yeah definitely yeah cool all right fabulous story how about <laughs> we move on to question number two josh what's your greatest triumph i was reading these questions this morning and then i was like <laughs> these are really hard because yeah i think still being here is probably my greatest triumph still, nice still turning up every day to to business and everything else um mm. Even after the last few years, we've the the world's had a tough few years and everything oh, yeah. else, and we could have easily, easily sort of left and and not d- done the stuff we're doing today. Sure. Uh, but still turning up every day in business, still doing what I'm doing, and still growing as well. Like I purchased another business last year. Yeah, you did. <laughs> add, added stuff to it. Um, still growing, still hiring, and still building on on what I've got. Says to me that. Yeah, we're, I'm doing something right. Absolutely. Um, and to me, that's a great sort of achievement. And going back to probably what you said earlier, doing things my way, um, building business the way I wanted, don't, not sort of trying to do it someone else's way. Mm-hmm. And that includes like building around my family. Like I'm not a, a family-owned business. My wife doesn't have anything to do with my business. Like <laughs> you ask her, like someone asked her about a job I had going when they bumped into her at the shops and all that, and she was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's Josh's thing. But that's not saying that she doesn't support everything oh, I do. No, it's just she does her own thing. I do my own thing mm-hmm. and everything else. But I built the business so that I have my own hours that I work. I I can drop my boys at school, pick them up. And that was a big thing early on was that I wanted to be around for the kids. I wanted to to know, even if as they're getting into these teenage years, they might not be, want me to be around too much. Well, you'll be there anyway saying, love me, please. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to still do it my way, make sure that they know that I'm always there sort of if, yeah. it, if they need me and everything else. So building it my way has yeah. been a big thing. Like I've had plenty of successes and different things along the way but yeah still being here turning up every day it's such a a big thing and it feels feels good when you sort of walk in and you see what you're sort of done and and you see the team and you're seeing the emails come through and all the different things happening you know you're sort of doing something right and that you can continue to to do stuff so yeah it's it's probably yeah still be, being standing and not <laughs> not giving up is, is one of those days. things you're right. Some days are not uh, 
your favorite. No, um, <laughs> it's like, oh Christ, really again? I have to yeah. turn up again? <laughs> Even like I remember when COVID first hit, yeah. and it was the my emails were just full of people saying, oh, stop marketing, stop marketing, stop marketing. And going through my head, I remember going home and crying because I'm thinking I'm going to have to fire all my team. Yeah. I'm going to have to, <laughs> like my business is gone because yeah, there's, there, there goes my my business. Like <laughs> people aren't paying our marketing, then then we've got nothing. Oh. And and that was because it was so unknown. Like that, Absolutely. that fear of the unknown is massive because if we don't know what's next and everything else but I remember sitting back and thinking it's not as bad as it is why did I start this business and I started the business to help people so I went back to my team and I said let's just do whatever we can to help our clients through this stage if I'm feeling this way they're all business owners as well they're feeling the same way they've got their own stresses and everything else so we went back and said okay how can we help what can we do to help you get through this period money's not an issue we'll pause, pause pause fees we'll do whatever let's just get through this together let's see what we need to and because of that I think we all got it through that stronger Uh, we knew that we were resilient Mm. uh, and we knew that we could get through it and I think the ones that probably didn't get through everything probably were at a stage where they were looking for a way out anyway Sure, sure um I think there's always those things that people have probably had enough of of doing business or had enough of what they're doing anyway and sometimes it might be that last straw or something that just sort of says okay there's my out basically (laughs) Um, because it does it takes a lot of energy to to keep a business going doesn't it it it, it does and even when it's a business you love yeah, yeah, and yeah. and it doesn't matter if it's like your love or anything else. There is a lot of things that sort of yeah that go into it and everything else, and and to continue to turn up and everything else, and mm-hmm. and obviously if that when that income stops stops coming in and everything else, I was looking at it like, okay, <laughs> can I still do it? Like, what yeah. what's what is the next step? Like, are, are people are we going to have six months? How long can I go without sort of people paying me and and really? things like that and yeah. and things like that and still pay a team and everything else? So like, it's it's yeah, it's but that so would many. have paid dividends though the uh, the loyalty that you would have uh, received back for being flexible, especially as almost probably within that six month first six month period of of COVID really taking hold of the entire world everybody shifted online to probably a greater extent than they had before so uh, as much as it's it's difficult it would, would have been horrific in the moment you know I bet you came back stronger than ever really because people needed you yeah, yeah. So like the last couple of years, we still would have doubled our team and, oh. and everything else and still grown dramatically. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and that, half of that was because we could, we didn't get hit by it as bad as we originally thought, yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of the stuff. And a lot of it was just basically taking that time to actually work out what was going to happen sure. and see how we we're going to be affected. We, we, we had probably two years of, of updating client sites on different changes. And cause we work a lot in the health industry, there was yeah. different changes in every different state on what um, people were allowed to do and weren't allowed to do. So we, our social media team were constantly updating stuff. Our website team were constantly updating stuff on, yeah. on things. So it was um, definitely an interesting period, but I think it, 
yeah, definitely made us stronger and also know that we we can go through those ups and downs and, and everything else. It's it's not something that you probably go through too much in the no. inner world. So like <laughs> um, ho- hopefully we don't have too many pandemics in our lifetime. I think um, the one we'll do. Uh, so yeah. we'll tick that off your bucket list, like survive a pandemic, tick. Yeah. Okay. But, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, done. It's definitely a, a big thing, just <laughs> still being in business today and everything else. And and I say it to my my um clients as well, like we've got through the last few years, we can probably get through anything now. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, which is probably an excellent, I might have already just answered this next question. Question three was what's something that surprised you? Um, Could be that. <laughs> yeah, it probably is my resilience and mm-hmm. actually probably from a young age, I've had mental health issues. So I probably don't consider myself mentally strong because of that. But actually being able to push through and actually be strong enough for both me and my team and and everything else has been a a big thing. And it's always surprises me that I can be stronger than I think. And I I think it's that whole thing. You you only realise how strong you are until you have to be strong. So. Yeah. But the, do you think that there's a little there's a story playing in your head somewhere that says I'm I'm not strong um but when you're actually tested like the truth is is that you are completely resilient and capable and able to do whatever but the little voice in your head says nah nah yeah, no, it is totally that it is um is some of those st- stories that I tell myself and things that I sort of think sure. from from the past that you say oh yeah you can't handle this or you can't do this and everything sure. else and it and it is most that that little voice that you sort of have to <laughs> put to the tell side and say off. Is that- <laughs> yeah, that you, can, you can do this and you can handle it for sure of course you yeah. can I mean look what you've built and yeah. and in the face of just the most bizarre extreme adversity and you not only kept it going for yourself but for what at the time maybe five ten other yeah. people 15 yeah. whatever and you kept them all with a lifeline out to the like to the future as well so that's that's yeah. not nothing Josh that's amazing <laughs> you done, did something brilliant and so next time your little voice said nah you say watch me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool all right uh the question number four is um do you have a moment in your life you wish you could do over yeah I read this this morning and I thought at the time, there's lots of times when I thought, oh, shit, I re- really don't think wanted that to happen. Yeah, but yeah. when I look back, I, I actually, everything I see, I actually think, oh, no, that's part of who I am. Yeah. And it actually has made me better of who I am. Mm-hmm. So um, there's not too many that I think, no, I wish it didn't happen now because sure. I think it, it is part of the journey and I actually appreciate it now and I think it actually it does make you stronger it does make you appreciate the journey and it does give you those lessons that you actually take with you and actually make you a better business person it makes you stronger next time you need to do something it makes you able to to do something because you think back and think oh no I've done that before I'm I'm fine I can handle this Um, (laughs) well you know what not to do next time as well yeah and and there's lessons like I've lost hundreds of thousands of dollars trusting people and everything else over the years and things like that making deals on on just trusting someone and saying oh yep yep this will be this will be good yep yep (laughs) you've you've said you'll pay this and everything else Mm. um but yeah most of it 
um, I look back now and I was like, no, I've got lessons I've learned from that and I've got through it. It hasn't stopped me and everything else. No, yeah, you're the unstoppable force. There's times you look back at it and think, oh, well, I wish it happened quicker or this happened, the thing. But then you think, okay, no, I don't think it would be as good if it did happen all of a sudden. I don't think it, the journey would have been as good. Um, so I, I do appreciate the the whole journey. Nice. Um, that it is. Cool. So no do-overs, no regrets. Love it. Taking lessons, not regrets. Like it. Cool. So then we've only got one question to go, Josh. Final question. And then I'll release you back into the wild. Uh, What's your, do you have a parting lesson for our fabulous listeners? Yeah, the probably where where I said about enjoying the journey. So Mm -hmm. I think we sometimes in, especially in the the world that we live in we look at everyone else's journey and everything else and we think that everyone's having these overnight successes and everyone's living these luxury lives or they they're they're getting everything that comes to them um but people forget that social media is just the highlight reel of someone's life it's it's not their whole journey it's not everything that is it's like if you got a movie of someone's life it's just the trailer where they show the good parts so actually appreciate the journey and actually know that you have to have the journey to actually get to the end you to continue along you can't there's nothing like an overnight success like as it's shown it's like I've been doing it for 20 or so years so it's and And just like that he made it (laughs) and there's still plenty of stuff and I I still look at people and think oh I did gee they've done it better than me or they've done this so I think you need to appreciate your own journey and and actually realize that your journey will be totally different to someone else's. So don't expect that your journey is going to be the exactly the same. There can be all these coaches and people say, sell you these blueprints of this is how you have to live life or this is how you have to build a business and everything else. Do it your way. So yes. it's your it's your journey and don't be afraid that it's going to take time But and just understand that it will take time. It's not going to be an overnight thing. Things that happen quickly, I find, will go away as quick as they've come. Totally. So those quick little things will go quickly. So people looking for those quick little successes or or quick little wins or, or things like that, especially in, in like marketing when people say, oh, wait, what's the shortcut to, to do this? Mm. So they're looking for these shortcuts, mm. but the shortcut is not going to actually help you on that long-term journey. It will okay. just sort of, it might work for a week <laughs> and then, you're going to be probably behind where you were. But if you slowly continue along with it, you're going to actually see more success in the long run. Totally. Sounds like diet culture. It's just like the, the business equivalent of diet culture where, yeah, you could you could lose 10 kilos in a week. You'd have to suffer to do it. <laughs> and, and it absolutely would not last. But, you know, it's possible and people, yep. and then, you know, after that time period, you're probably going to be even worse off than, than where you started. So what's more uh, sensible, I guess, more sensible approach is like a measured, consistent approach to anything, whether it's business yep. or health or, or strength or whatever, slowly but surely and, and just sticking with it. Yeah. Do you get the sense that, you know, we, we live in a society now where, everyone expects everything kind of instantly. We have our, our phones, our emails, everything is like such rapid pace that we we expect success instantly as well. 
Do you get the sense, especially from the people that you work with, the people are, are, are kind of keen to give up a bit more quickly these days? Yeah, I, I think people are. I think in general, people do give up mm. very quickly. People don't seem to take advice and a lot of the, the things. <laughs> so I, I, I can give that much advice on business and, and everything else. And I can I could sit someone down and say, oh, this is how I would build your business or I would get started in doing something. And I reckon probably one out of a hundred might actually go about it like yeah. that. Yeah. A lot of people are very stubborn. They won't do it. And a lot will just say, oh no, that's too hard and, mm. and, and, and not actually continue. So I think, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a hard one. <laughs> you can give as much advice and everything else, but yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think you'd have to continue and do things your own way, block out all that extra information that's mm. coming to you and mm. work out where your pathway is and and do it your way and everything else and totally. stick to your values rather than sort of doing what someone else tells you. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my life, Josh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, I think... Yeah, if you're not making mistakes, you're not trying to grow, you're not trying to learn, you're not doing anything. So you're living in a bubble and and, and avoiding mistakes. So it'd be very boring. You're not you're not actually putting yourself out there to do anything new. Totally. Love it. Yeah. Well, Josh, this has been a spectacular chat with you. Thank you for coming to join me today. Oh, I just love talking and I love talking marketing in particular. So <laughs> I could have done this probably for at least another several hours. So if anybody wants to sort of check out your stuff, get in touch, sort of just kind of follow you around and fan yep. fangirl or fanboy a bit, <laughs> where can we find you? Yeah, so any of my business stuff um, is at jrmg.com.au. On socials, you'll either find me at Dabpreneur, so on Instagram and a lot of the sites. Um, I have just started some marketing ones, so marketing with JR on TikTok and on Instagram as well. I've been recording some videos and um, actually doing some testing and stuff for something I'm working on for later in the year. So, um, Big reveal (laughs) coming. (laughs) So just doing some short videos and testing and, and everything else. It's part of the mark my big thing with marketing is always you need that data and you need to test stuff to to sure. be able to know what's working and what's not so fantastic yeah. well that's us we're done we're done for another week please go and check josh out because he is an excellent human as well as an extra excellent business owner and marketer and sign man and parent <laughs> and all the things and podcaster and and probably and um martial arts man also <laughs> my goodness he is uh one to watch and follow and live through his fabulous example as well except do it your own way so <laughs> that's us for another another week come back next week i'm sure we will have another excellent guest although i can't remember who it is off the top of my head so you'll just have to be surprised just like me <laughs> all right have a good week and we'll catch you next time bye 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 that's it for another episode of storytelling magnificence thanks so much for listening if you enjoyed the episode then i'd love for you to tell your pals leave a review like share or subscribe whatever helps us get our stories into more ear holes i'm about on all the socials at write it copywriting and my name lizzie mccauley until we do it all again next time keep doing you see ya